Hey everyone, Chris from The Roadmap here. We hope that you enjoyed that exclusive interview that we had with Gary V at VCon 2022. Uh, he had a lot of things to say in that short interview, right? A lot of items to take away, a lot of lessons learned. So we're going to break that down now with a quick reaction video. So joining me on today's episode in this reaction video, I have my buddy, Money Mitch, who attended VCon with me and helped record that video. Mitch, what's going on, brother? Oh, you might be muted. We can't hear Mitch. We'll uh, we'll get that fixed here. I also have producer Alyssa, my co-host on the roadmap. Alyssa, what's going on? Hello. How are you? Hey, it's Mitch. Now we can hear Mitch. All right. All right, guys. Not so, used to this restream life. <laughs> so VCon 2022, right? And shout out, I've got my Cyber Kongs VCon shirt on today. It was an amazing time, right, Mitch? But Gary V was, you know, probably one of our most exciting interviews that we recorded at that event and a very nice exclusive for our Benzinga audience, right? We got to ask any questions we wanted of Gary and I tried to get some some good ones. I tried to get some new ones that he doesn't hear all the time. But one of the big takeaways, let's start with the overall picture, right? Gary B. Mitch told me and you, oh, I think a year ago, that 98% of NFTs will go to zero over the long term. And he echoed that in his keynote speech at VCon and told us in the interview once again, 98% of NFTs will go to zero. Mitch, from the sidelines of watching the NFT space, do you think that number is accurate? And what do you think that means for people who want to invest in NFTs? Is that a scary figure? Well, one thing that I would say is I think that I, one, appreciate Gary Vee even just mentioning that because coming from someone that's literally trying to promote his own NFT projects, giving you the warning and red flag like, hey, just be smart here because it's not about just trying to make a whole bunch of money. Because if that's your goal, more than likely, that's why he's giving you the 98%, probably not going to get there. But if your goal is here to find really good projects, there are, like he said, 2% out there maybe that are really good here. And so one of the things that I would say is maybe 98 is a little bit extreme, but I think he's being extreme on purpose there, right? He's being extreme to go ahead and give you the red flag from a person that is literally working this space, right? And so one of the things that I would say to there is just be smart and wise to what he's about and knowing that, hey, okay, so if 98 of these projects are gonna go away, there's two things I can do. I can look for really quality, high quality like projects or two, I can look for these good quality projects to come down at a discount and then look to join in the party if I missed out on some of the party early on. Definitely. Alyssa, you know, I tend to think that that 98% number, like Mitch said, is a little extreme, right? I think maybe 90% of projects go to 0.01, right, over the long term, maybe not zero. And, you know, ultimately 70 to 75% of projects are just going to kind of fade away. Uh, what do you think of that number, Alyssa? Is that accurate? Is it extreme? Where Where's your uh, expectation for the next coming years? I think the 98% is a little extreme, but I mean, Gary's probably saying that to, like, I agree with Mitch. He's saying that maybe to like 
push people to like do more research on the projects um, because it's true. It's just like stocks, like they're not all going to become Tesla. They're not. <laughs> so that's the same deal with NFTs. You have to do your research into the project, the company. It You know, it's the same thing. Definitely. I think, yeah, I think like yeah. 80%, 90%. Yeah. yeah, that's the number. Mitch, yeah, there's a, the, there's a low percentage there, right? There's yeah. a low percentage there of high quality projects. Yep. And one of the key things there is determining what is a high quality project, right? Yeah. And I, I throw that question probably out to you, Chris, because you, you've seen these projects more than and probably any of us. So really, just like on a quick recap, what would you say is a decent project? And it, you don't have to give names, but more along, what does that entitle? Yeah, so some of the big things I look for is an active community, right? Not just the founders of the project. Are the holders active? Are they active on Twitter? Are they active in the Discord? Are they constantly asking about the floor price? Or are they looking to the future of what's coming and they're excited no matter what the price of the NFT is, right? That's always a positive sign. What's the future utility of the project? You know, was it just created as art? Is there a media deal, right? Will there be a TV show or a movie coming? Will there be another collection coming? And is that collection going to provide value to holders? Or is it just a potential cash grab, right? So I usually look at those things as my main factors, right? And we saw that in full display at VCon. And Mitch, I got to ask Gary, you know, what kind of lessons did he take away from series one to series two? Obviously, you know, no criticism to Series 1, but we did see a little bit of a upgrade in the artwork, right, from Series 1 to Series 2. But Gary said there weren't, you know, necessarily big lessons learned, right? It was 800,000 micro lessons learned. And I love the analogy of thinking uh, as a head coach making adjustments at halftime, Mitch, like, Compare that to NFTs, but also to personal life. I mean, why is it important to kind of make adjustments as you go in whatever you're involved in throughout your life? I'll just be, we'll be as clear as possible. Whenever you're in a new industry, you got to fake it till you make it kind of thing. You know what I mean? You've heard that. Sim and, and there's a reason why people say that is because the truth is that you got to, you, you can position yourself. You can plan things out. But there's nothing like actually rolling through that roadmap and finding the bumps and bruises along the way and just knocking those walls down. So what I think it, 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 Gary is saying there that, yeah, you know, we, we ran into walls, but we were ready for them because we expected them to come. There's always going to be walls in new industries. And whenever you're getting into it's kind of like a new asset. Literally, we need to go ahead and make sure that we learn about those assets how the web and flows are going to go, where the ups and the down waves are coming. And I think that's what Gary is definitely learning and talking about. Alyssa, how about you? You know, uh, learning lessons along the way and making adjustments at halftime. What do you take away from that analogy from Gary V? It's just like learning how to trade the stock market. You can blow up a few accounts, but you're learning as you're going. And eventually you might, you you're gonna you're learning <laughs> you can eventually learn and start growing your account same with the nfts same with the coaching any everything in like like a business you're learning as you grow so. 
that's what I take from it. Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I think it's a great analogy, you know, outside of NFTs. Obviously, he was talking, you know, about his personal experience in NFTs. But I just think that that's a big picture statement, right? Making adjustments at halftime, learning as you go, combining a bunch of micro lessons, you know, into one big macro lesson. Um we got a lot of talk about sports too, right? So Gary Vee has invested in, you know, pickleball. He's invested in esports, And then he recently invested in the Big Three Basketball League, which is a three-on-three league uh, co-founded by Ice Cube. And they did a really cool, unique thing, right? They're offering ownership in teams with NFTs, right? So Gary Vee saw that and was like, sign me up. Lisa Leslie's involved in it. We're seeing other NFT projects get involved in it. Mitch, what do you think of this connection of sports ownership to NFTs? Is that the next wave we're going to see at least, you know, outside of maybe the big four uh, sports leagues in the U.S.? Yes, right? Because uh, if, if you know one thing about NFTs, you probably know this. It's all community based. That's what it's about. It's about bringing together communities towards one goal or towards an ideology. And so sports, they fall perfectly into that. If anything, probably better than some of the, the projects that are out there now. Just because, just think about it. Like, let's say like the Cowboys, such a crazy franchise brand that, man, I'll, I'll see someone have, you know, the Cowboy Dallas star on their car and it could be in Colorado it could be in New York so moments like that just shows me that if they're able to figure out a way to bring in the community and really make it a community-based thing like where you're getting talking you're getting content there's so much content out there that influencers are trying to give on sports but are not able to go to a community of just that branding right and so I think this is opening the door not only for new content to come into play, but also new community building aspects going into teams where you can be around the people that like your team and talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa, what's your takeaway here? Uh, sports ownership, right? Uh, can we see NFTs kind of bridge that gap and allow more of the public to get involved with owning a portion of a sports team or league? Mm-hmm. I said this on yesterday's stream, like top shot, bringing in people. This is the same exact thing. Same exact thing. Yeah. And I mean, coincidentally, you guys, I'm working on an article right now about the Denver Broncos sale, right? If, if you guys didn't see, Denver Broncos <laughs> sold for a record amount, right? Like $4.65 billion. Uh, Mitch, Alyssa, just a guess that you guys don't have $4.65 laying around, so you won't be buying an NFL team anytime soon. And the article I'm working on is the I'm not at the of, stadium right now? <laughs> is that where you're at right now, signing the paperwork? Yeah, uh, so, I'm signing the paperwork right now, man. Uh, you know, as much as we talk stocks all the time, there are not that many publicly traded sports teams or sports leagues. That's the article I'm working on. It's a handful but really, if you're a sports fan and you want to own a piece of a team or a league, there's not a ton of options. I really think that NFTs could help bring exposure to that space. And like I said, you know, maybe it starts with the big three. Maybe it starts with minor league baseball teams, something like that. But I just think NFTs is a good way. Um, 
Mitch, one of the things uh, Gary B said, something he told us a year ago when we interviewed him as well, he is going to own the New York Jets someday, right? And he has gone on record saying that he fully believes. Um, what do you think? Do you think that's in reach and he ends up owning the Jets someday? And if so, what's your prediction? What year maybe are we talking? Oh, we might have lost Mitch again. Uh-oh. All right. Alyssa, how about you? Gary V owning the Jets, do you think it happens someday? And if so, when? I'm probably the worst person to ask this question to, <laughs> but I eventually maybe, yeah. I mean, he seems so passionate about it, and he said that, you know, maybe V-Friends and this launch helps him, right? This is his baby. He wants to grow V-Friends into, you know, the next Disney, right? A huge brand, huge media deals, licensing, mm -hmm. uh, consumer products. So he's going to have more money down the road. I think he just, he wants it so bad that it's going to happen. I just think we're probably like 10 years away. So maybe like 2032. Um, but again, that's a total, total projection. Mitch, are you, are you back? Uh, did, I'm back. I'm back. Do you think Gary V owns the Jets someday? And if so, what year? I just said we're, we're probably 10 years out, 2032. Um, what do you, what do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm going to actually go on a limb here. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say six years, Ooh. six years. Why? Why six particularly? So we know that crypto loves to come in four-year waves, right? And so in the next three to four years, I'm expecting Gary to not only get himself ready for the next wave of NFTs, but kill it out of the water with the goal in mind of buying the Jets after a year or two into that boom. So look forward towards that. I'm going to call it right now. So what is it, 2022? We'll say yep. 2028. That will be the season. My man, Gary, I'm going to call I'm, you out because I'm going to bring I'm this back. I'm writing that down right now. I got it. I got it in writing. So, <laughs> and he's frozen and like, again. And he's frozen. I don't know. I feel like we should keep that keep that up there. That's a, that's a good one. So I'm writing Mitch, that down. Mitch said six years. Um, I said 10 years. I, I think my other question would be, you know, is, is he going to buy – the the jets outright right 100 percent ownership is he going to you know partner with some of his friends is he going to partner with you know v friends right maybe they end up getting a piece of the team down the road so i think those are conversations that uh we'll, we'll see kind of evolve over the years but uh Alyssa, what other you know takeaways or items from gary in that interview you know really stood out to to you anything else to call out here Gangsta uncles. Gangsta uncles. How <laughs> could I forget that? Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg. Uh, gangsta uncles. Uh, Alyssa, what, what's your takeaway from that? Right, gangsta uncles. I don't know. I love it. Um, what? Uh, hold on. What was he talking about? Like, were they? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how, where they started, and they have like years of experience yeah. behind them, and like they they just they learned so much and yeah. now they're here like like snoop is in nfts showing his experience and like create like his drive and his vision for the whole nft community and it's doing yeah. pretty well yeah i mean snoop dogg used to be a, a gangsta now he's yeah. opening a, a ice cream shop right with, with yeah. his board ape as the brand i mean that's kind of a a 180 there right uh mitch we were just talking about gangsta uncles ice cube snoop dogg 
who went from one side to now they're in NFTs and growing that way. Well, what's your takeaway on gangsta uncles from, from Gary V? Well, everybody needs an OG. And if mm-hmm. you don't have an OG in your life, go ahead and look around your neighborhood because I'm sure <laughs> there's an OG around there. I know I had OGs growing up and you need an OG. And that's what Gary V saying. I got my OGs right here. And what are they giving me? They're giving me by experience what they know so that I can push forward. And one thing that Snoop knows is how to brand something. So he, he's killing it in that game. He's like, well, I got an ape. Let's go start designing. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. He's, no, he's not in a worry about how he can start a brand. And that's one thing that you can get. Have people in your life that can give you the information that you need to get ahead. And so look for those OGs. Look for those mentors to get you forward. And I think that's exactly what Gary's pointing to. So, so Mitch, Gary had this huge vision when he created VFriend Series 1. Uh, you know, anyone who bought a Series 1 got a guaranteed access to three years of this in-person event, which ended up then being called VCon. So that if you own a Series 1, you get to go to VCon for three years. Uh, we went to VCon and so much to take away, but what do you think is your overall thought on, on VCon? Was it, you know, about community, education, everything? What was the biggest item from VCon? So the biggest takeaway for me, and, and, and I have to give it to Gary because he, he really killed it out the water with this. And then he, he talked about it with people like a lot of people, you know, when they talk to NFTs, they refer to it as a scam or something like that, or it's a trick or something like that. Well, one thing I can clearly tell you, and, and he clearly kind of gave the picture, is that, yes, there can be some scams in NFTs, but that doesn't mean that Web3 and the technology that's behind NFTs is a scam by any means. If you look into that technology, you are going to find that there are benefits, beneficial factors here that are going to affect the next industry in wave that we're all going to. Take a think. Everything is going digital. They call it digitalization. And it's continued to go, if not further and further into it, then away from it. So if anything, you want to be in front of trends, not behind them. So it's up to you to determine if you want to be in front of this trend. And maybe you didn't catch the first wave. That doesn't mean that this is over or that this is in late innings. No, this is very, very early. And I do believe that. And that's why you see me so animate about this space, because there's one thing I've missed a little bit. I talked about VFriends early, but there's another thing. I'm not missing the next wave. Mitch, I love that. You're you're still early. Remember when Gary like named some ages and he was like, you're you're 40. You're still early. You're 60. You're still early. You're 85. You're still early. And we all chanted it after him. Right. Uh, Alyssa, what's your key takeaway from all this coverage of VCon and Gary V in the NFT space? Oh, you're muted. That old mute trick. We're early. That's all I can say about yeah. it. <laughs> Gary V knows it. He's really patient and like he he does everything. Like he he takes his time and it, it works well. And you can do the same thing. NFTs, we're early. <laughs> we're we're early, guys. And education and community, two big items. They were on full display at VCon. 
we hope that you enjoyed our VCon coverage. We did this interview with Gary V. We also have part one and part two out on our YouTube. Be sure to look those up. Eight great interviews with other projects. We've got more NFT coverage coming on Benzinga. The roadmap airs Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to tune in. That's going to do it and wrap our reaction video today. We hope that everyone enjoyed. Stay tuned. You got Benzinga Live coming up with my man, A.B., I know he's going to be talking about a bull bear debate today for ticker R-I-C-K that I'm excited to hear what AB's opinion is and where that debate ends up going. So stay tuned. That's coming your way right now. uh, And we will catch you next time on the roadmap.